0: What it do? What it do, y'all? <laughs> it's your boy Big J, uh, A.K.A. Jordan Jean Louis, host of the JJ Sports Talk Show. I got my boy Kyle Edwards. You know, uh, you've seen his face for a couple episodes, and my boy Khalil Callaway. Uh, Callaway, how you doing, man? We 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 wait for you to get on the show, man. Like, what's going? I'm excited,
1: on, man? man. You know, this is this is two weeks in the making. You know what I'm two saying? Weeks
0: in the making, baby. I man, how's yeah. everyone doing, man?
2: Can't complain, man. Just ready to talk some, some sports. Getting ready to, ready for the weekend. Watch a whole bunch of college football. Watching yes, the NBA, all that. I'm, I'm good to go.
0: Yeah, I know, Kyle. Me and you, um, for the big three podcast, Like, I think NBA starts that Tuesday, right, of next week. Yep, that's so when games start. All right, opening yep. night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll d- like we'll dive into that um, later on in the show. We we'll talk the NBA, but you know. We got to talk about NFL. Start off the bat, um, week five previews. Uh, so let's do like, let, let's let's start off with the week five games. as right, This is for a review. Um, All right. Big, uh, that, yeah. All right. So to start out with week four. All right. So the Colts and uh, Broncos game Thursday night. Another another. See, I'm trying to refrain myself from cussing. Another back <laughs> another whack game. Um, you know, an, another prime time whack game. Uh, score was twelve to nine. You know, one of those games where I fell asleep. You know, like wasn't entertaining to watch. Clearly, um, you're taking your head. Like, damn, bro. Like, <laughs>
1: no, this game was bad.
0: <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad.
2: I, I mean, I get why they put on a schedule because you know before the season they probably thought. Colts Broncos Matt Ryan Russell Wilson should be entertaining but yeah these two teams are they're they're just not it right now I don't I mean they could turn it around but I probably have more I mean, faith in the Colts than the Broncos doing that but we'll have to see
1: I mean I think you look at like both teams the week before they both lost their star running backs and Javante Williams and Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. I think that's a huge part of it yeah um but Russell Wilson being on primetime, it's just disgusting at this point. Um, I mean, you look at – he's about to have his fourth primetime game on Monday.
0: Yep. Another primetime game for In him? In the past yeah.
1: six weeks. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson's a guy who starts off, you know, really hot for the season, MVP candidate usually, and then once we get to midseason is where he starts to slow down. But now it's kind of like he's coming into a new system and – you know, you think he's going to start off hot, but now he's really struggling. Um, now he's dealing with an injury, a whole bunch of things, but no excuses. The way he played on Thursday was extremely poor.
0: Yeah, I just don't, I just don't think that, like, you know, Russell Wilson is that same, you know, prime Seattle quarterback that everyone wants him to be, like, you know. Um, and, like, you know him. I mean, he had a perfect system with him and Pete Carroll. Uh, they had a good thing working in Seattle. All the fans loved him. Um, you know, um, but now he's in a new system, a new coach. Uh, you know, it's not, you know, it's not, it doesn't work out for Russell Wilson. And then like, we've seen that, you know, in the past that he's won games, but it's just, he doesn't have the the proper, you know, receivers that he had in the past. Like, uh, he had, um, well, his tight end, he had Graham as a tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, um, uh, Jermaine curse. Uh, he had, um. Uh, well, then well, he didn't play like Metcalf for like one year, I think, before he got traded. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean. Hey, another guy. Tyler yeah,
2: Lockett. Lockett, Dude, Lockett.
0: Lockett, Lockett. Um, didn't he, um, oh, shoot, uh shoot. For another receiver. But now we had Sutton, Judy. I mean, Gordon's now crushing balls in the backfield. I mean, kind of, I mean, Judy's a former Alabama receiver, so I kind of get that respect for him. But, I mean, I just don't see, like, the pressure the of course, he had in Seattle compared to now, like, it's like,
2: they're garbage, man. It's like. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far because Sutton is actually really. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, Sutton's good. I'm just saying. Sutton like, and
2: Judy you know. are good. It's just that I don't know if it's Hackett's philosophy, if it's, you know, Russell Wilson holding on to the ball too long. There's the timing's just not there. And especially on that game Thursday night, The interception in the end zone, he was late on that one, even though the receiver also kind of ran his slant a little too deep in the end zone, which allowed Gilmore to undercut him, but the throw was still late. And then the final play, you know, Russell locked in on the left side of the field when he had Hamler wide open to the right and completely ignored that side and then forced the pass in the back of the end zone that if Gilmore didn't tip it, there was like two other guys in the area who could have knocked it away. So if it's his confidence or whatever, they need to get that back because this season is slipping away from them real quick.
0: Yeah, speaking of the coach too, like I mean, I'm surprised that like going into the season they didn't like draft the quarterback because I knew Matt Ryan. He's you know he's 37. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like people thought that he's going to be the same you know quarterback in Atlanta uh, as he was, and he didn't, he didn't even do much in Atlanta. He didn't get to a Super Bowl. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry did. I did. did I, yeah. get the, I, get the, I get the Patriots. But MVP. other than that, MVP, but other than that, like, you know, he had the same quarterback like like as he used as he used to be. Um, you know, he had um quarter fifty-one yards, had two interceptions at a poor QB rating at six six Um, probably one of the lowest ratings. Um, you know. Uh I mean Russell didn't really do much. He had two seventy four, two interceptions, uh fifty-four point nine rating. Um so all in all, that game was kind of like boring to watch. Kind of, I fell asleep to it. Um, that's what I thought about that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was
1: it was bad. It was bad. It was just straight up bad. Um, I think Matt Ryan. Listen, man. I mean, you look at Michael Pittman. That's supposed to be the guy here. Michael Pittman is supposed to be this guy, but Patrick Sertain is on him. So now nope. you got to go to the other side of the field and other weapons, but you don't have Jonathan Taylor. Naheem Hides then goes down. Your O-line has been struggling all year. What can he really do in this situation? Is my question. Um, the defense for the Colts, they played pretty well, considering, you know, injuries as well. Shaquille Leonard, huge injury that has been bugging them all year long. And then the Broncos, you look at the other side, defensively, they have been great. Great, but mm-hmm. offensively, I don't know if it's a Nathaniel Hackett situation like Kyle said. I think, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's so used to using his running backs like he did in Green Bay, maybe with the Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon combo, and run off that play action with Rodgers. He's trying to do that with Wilson, but the thing is, I think also Wilson is used to having such a bad, I don't want to say, old, yeah, bad O-line. He's used to having a bad situation around him that he feels like he has to always make that bigger play when he can just make the simple read, you know, your easy check down, or whether it's your beating in the zone or finding that safe spot, like anything, you know, and I just feel like he make, tries to make a bigger play when he doesn't need to.
0: Right. And like, the, like you make up a good point uh, club, because like, I mean, I thought the same thing that happened last night in, in last night's game with uh, Justin Fields, like, you know, um, with you know him, I mean, obviously those two, the last two passes that he had, were, were, wasn't really his fault because they were they were on the button. Um, the one that I think the last throw he had, I mean, the dude had it in his hands and like you know he, like he juggled it, but like after the game, like I saw that like, I just noticed that, like in that system, like when you look at like the Lamar Jackson, the Patrick Mahomes, like the other the, the other mobile QBs, like they're in a, the right system, even though Greg Roman. In his system, like you know, some people ha- are kind of iffy about his play calling, but like he- his his offense is centered around Lamar's abilities. And Justin Fields, he's not a Tom Brady. He he he's not a standstill quarterback. He-, mm-hmm. he can he's a mobile quarterback. And like from what I saw, like he was like doing these plays where he was just running, running all over the field. There were some plays where he didn't have to pass the ball. He could have ran it, ran it for the first down. I think in that system, I think they're they're kind of using like you know was wrong, and same way I see with the Russell Wilson and like you know, that system, you know what I'm saying? And like they could have won that game, the Broncos. I mean, I mean, the Bears could have won that game easily. They're right there, they had it in their hands. And I think in that system, the way they, they operate, they're kind of like they're minimizing like you know, Phil's potential as a quarterback, you know what I'm saying?
2: So,
0: mm-hmm. um, but it's the same way, like you, how you brought up Khalil about how Hackett's system, like you know, how for what he wants, like Russell Wilson is not used to that, you know, kind of play calling playbook, you know what I'm saying? So it's all especially
1: about the- you're not doing that. Like it's not happening.
0: And Melvin yeah. Gordon has
1: not shown up this season Four fumbles
0: already. He's, it's not happening. Like, I mean, unfortunately, I have him on, on my fantasy league, Melvin Gordon. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, he's my backup, but. Um, but I mean I guess we can say that the Broncos are kind of like kind of like I mean looking at, at at the division, I mean the um the I mean the Raiders are one and four, Denvers are two and three, LA three and two and so really the the full person in that division is uh or team is the chief right now in the division. So right I mean Raider, and, and Raiders, I
1: don't mean to switch subjects, but I mean yeah. you look at the Chargers who are three and two, right? I mean Yeah. They don't play like a three and two team though. Like I feel like when you look at the Chargers, right? Like no, they don't. Yeah,
0: you're right,
1: you're right. they they seem like an explosive team that is gonna just destroy you. And maybe that's because of Keenan Allen's injury, I'm not sure. But Herbert really hasn't shown me a lot this season. Like at all. Like I, I just feel like we're putting him in this top five conversation, but he hasn't really been doing enough to get himself in that conversation.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think make up a good point. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I mean with with quarterbacks, they always try to do that where they, you know, everybody in the media is all about hot takes, so they want to be the first one to put him up there and then when he gets there, they could be like, Oh, I was on the bandwagon first. But I mean, I agree with you, Khalil. You know, let Herbert kind of you know, show you why he could be in that group before just putting him up there, and then if he doesn't live up to it. Then they're gonna turn around and say he was a bust or exactly overrated or something. It's like I don't get why people do that all the time, especially with young players, but
1: especially young quarterbacks. I mean, we look at so many improved guys. like I think Daniel Jones, like a guy who was a turnover machine mm-hmm. and in the matter of a year has improved like dramatically.
2: Yeah.
1: or two right. attack by Loa, like a guy who was severely doubted like getting you know benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick is now – I mean, not obviously now, but, you know, stepped up to the plate. I mean, he was having extremely good games before his unfortunate concussion, um, yeah. or the Dolphins would call it a back injury. But um, <laughs> un, I, I think there's a lot of improvement in these young quarterbacks, and I think we're so quick to rush on them and and see their potential for, you know, now. Like potential, I guess, in the next few games. We want to see it now more than just letting it happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, so I know, me like me you Khalil, we talked in school, like, um, like so, you, like you don't really have a specific team because I know I'm a Ravens fan. Kyle, he's a Patriots fan. So you're, are you like a floater? Oh my mic. um, so, uh, like, are you like a floater? Like, listen, you
1: man, just I, I follow? vote for my fantasy team That is my number one team. Um, okay. I try not to be biased because I like to look at, um, all the teams and see what they can do. Like, for example, like. I picked up Kenneth Walker on the waiver wire. Loved him in Michigan. I'm not a Michigan fan, but I do like Kenneth Walker and the way he works. And now that he's in Seattle, maybe I'll vote for Seattle this week against
0: the Cardinals. You know, it's a like... a comment from uh, Jeremy. Good evening, Jordan and gents. So, thank you, Jeremy. That was good, good Jeremy. Lions fan. What, didn't get swept by like the Patriots last week?
2: Oh. Hey, that's, that's a sore subject for Lions fans, man. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, twenty nine yeah. nothing.
0: Twenty-nine nothing, man. Yeah. Um, so let's go uh to the next game. I think uh, more on ESPN it's uh, uh week five. Okay, the 49 ers Panthers. Um obviously I me, mean, I think I had that as one of my locks for last week. Um you know, thirty-seven fifteen, uh Seattle or um San Fran won against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Panthers are now they're out of a coach. Um, Matt Rule got fired. Um now they're Thinking about trading <laughs> McCaffrey, um, or keeping him, um, and building around him, or um, so I think he got fired after that game, I believe that game. So
2: it, it, it was due. I mean, he was like what 11 and 30 something as a head coach, yeah, and
0: there like three years, I think, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, he was, he was a you know, hot commodity out of what Baylor, and we know Baylor put you know, has high. Uh, high-powered offenses, so I think that's what Carolina fell in love with. But it just seemed like they couldn't get the quarterback situation right because he had Sam Darnold, who I mean, you know, he is he's Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. and he gets Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he fell out of favor <laughs> in Cleveland, and I mean, he's hurt now. So now they're with P.J. Walker. But oh, yeah. I mean, P.J. Walker at least can scramble a little bit, and he's he's a decent quarterback. So we'll have to see if um, – was it like Sam Wilkes is the interim coach now? Maybe this is what can they'll give them a little shot of life, and maybe they can surprise a few teams in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, Baker, I just don't see. Like, Baker is like – he's not the quarterback, the right quarterback for like, the freaking Panthers, man, because like the way – I mean, obviously when he's like healthy, mm-hmm. he's good, but like he just can't. I, think, well, I don't know what injury he has now. I think it was a shoulder, I think, um last season. Um I think the labor, my thing, and then right here. An way, spring. ankle spring. I don't know. It's just like with that, with that offense, like now with no coach. I mean, I don't know who the interim coach is until they hire a new like permanently coach, but it's just like he struggled in, he struggled like a little bit his last year in Cleveland, you know what I'm saying? Cause he was hurt. Half the reason why he was he was hurt. But I don't know. It's just like I don't
2: know
0: who, they got to figure it out, um, the Panthers. Um, I mean, they're one in four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean,
2: I, oh, Go ahead, Khalil. Go ahead, Kyle. My bad, my bad. Oh, I was just about to say that um, Mayfield is like an interesting quarterback because he came in the league, and it seemed like automatically people wanted to compare him with Johnny Manziel. We all know how that turned out. So I think there's a lot of people who are who just want Mayfield to fail i I mean, I was a fan of Mayfield coming out of Oklahoma. I think there is a talent in there. i just I'm just not sure what kind of offense fits him right now. And I think that's kind of the problem he's he's facing as a you know in his career right now. I totally agree. I mean,
1: the thing with Baker is he's mobile. you know mm-hmm. I think it's funny because i I compare him more to Justin Fields than anybody else. I think he's not a bad, like, throw-on-the-run quarterback. He'll get you deep sometimes. Um, it's like a 50-50 ball with both of them. And they're, they're elusive. They're mobile. They can get out the pocket. Uh, I think the problem with the Panthers, and it, it was their coach. I think it was as simple as that. Matt Rule was not the answer. You look at that defense, there's no excuse for that defense to be as bad as they are. You have Brian Burns. You have J.C. Horn. You have Jeremy Chinn. I mean, you have players. They had Gilmore last year on the other side. Like, what was the problem? And I I couldn't figure it out until, you know, Matt Rule is going to get fired. Now, what I think the Panthers are going to do is in the draft, they're going to be a high pick. They're going to get C.J. Stroud. Now, do I think C.J. Stroud is the answer? No. Because I think it puts him right back in the situation that they were in. I think they need a quarterback who so can throw the ball. Throw the ball. Just mm-hmm. accurate. I'm not a big college guy, but I know CJ Stroud. I know Ohio State quarterbacks. I don't trust them. Don't ever trust that Ohio state quarterback. You'll fall in that trap. Um I I think they just need a, a good thrower, somebody to throw to. Like throw throw to DJ Moore. <laughs> throw to <laughs> DJ Moore. Get him a great quarterback. Who's accurate and could throw the ball a little deep sometimes. Same with Robbie Anderson. I think those two would be a great pair. Mm-hmm. And I think Curtis Samuel was oh, it would have been it would have been so great for all three of them. But that actual good court.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm right with you with uh um like you know, for the draft. Also, I mean, barring barring if um Bryce Young can get healthy for the season, that's another option for them too. That is um, another option. And he reminds me of like a um of like a Jalen Hurts coming out of you know Alabama that, that young mobile quarterback, I mean obviously he he wouldn't be established yet because he would be a rookie. But Bryce Young, I mean he can throw the ball, man. He can throw that ball deep. But obviously you know we don't know because he hasn't really had that NFL experience yet. But that's another young quarterback that you know kind of take them, kind of start them from something. But you know we we all know that like you know Baker Mayfield might not be the answer, Cam Darnold might not be the answer. Um. I mean, they're 1-4 in their, their division. Uh, I don't see them, you know, making the playoffs this year. Obviously, they're going to be in a rebuild uh, stage, um, finding a quarterback. Um, but I feel like before, I feel like they need to find, like, you know, a veteran QB that can, like, you know, can be in the locker room to support the young QBs. Like a, like a Joe Flacco kind of type player, somebody who could throw the ball, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, Garoppolo obviously had the better game. He had two, under, two touchdowns, uh, no picks, two for 253 yards, had a 109 QB rating. Um, Bicker had um, 215 yards, um, you know, uh, Q rating of uh, 61.7, one interception. So, I mean, and Walker came in, had um, 660 yards. But, I mean, their defense kind of like, you know, their defense was the story of the game because on the 49ers side because they were just into the quarterbacks. Um and I'll they have a better receiving course like you know, Debo and Iuk. Uh they got um, uh, you know, Boza on the defensive side. So I mean they got they got some some players on that side. So I had that as my lot for week five, I think. Um I think uh Dylan had the Bills and Steelers, which we're gonna talk about uh soon. Mm-hmm. Um, the next game, my ge- Khalil, the game that you went to, uh, the Baltimore Ravens and Bengals game. Uh, Ravens won, won 19-17. Uh Ravens won off of a, of a game-winning Tucker field goal. The um, goat. So, yeah, I like to go first, Khalil, since you're at the game. Like, tell, like, w- w- was this your first Ravens game? Going to a game? It One was.
1: Game? It was electric. It was electric. One of the best night games you could go to, I think. Uh, Ray Lewis was in attendance, got the crowd hype, unbelievable experience. Lamar Jackson, uh, not the MVP right now, but Lamar Jackson, um, you know, watching him in person, I think gives you a better, you know, idea of what kind of quarterback he is. Mobile. I mean, mobile, mobile, mobile. He'll hit those throws sometimes, but some of these throws that he'll attempt and get off is amazing. Like I think he doesn't get enough justice for it. The defense played great for the Ravens. Um, Bengals, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Um, it was checkdown night. It was checkdown night for the Bengals, and that makes me a little nervous because Jamar Chase, again, like like we said, called the top five receiver, top ten receiver, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But T. Higgins isn't in the game, and the offense is struggling. Yeah. Now, I think T. Higgins is a huge part of that offense, and, I mean, they couldn't get mixing going. They, Joe Burrow could barely get going. Hayden Hurst was was maybe a, a, a second-best player on the team, I guess, offensively at that time. I think probably the best player on the team was Samajé Pirine. Samajé <laughs> Pirine caught, like, every checkdown and took it for at least six, six, six consistently. I think the running backs really were trying to get that passing game going but Burrow was in trouble. The offensive line is bad. The defense, you know, stepped up at times but really got run all over in the entire game. I mean, this this score really did, this score doesn't really tell the story of the entire game. I think the Ravens fully dominated and, you know, all they could they just couldn't get in the end zone. I think that was just what it was.
0: Yeah, there. Yeah, there are some calls I saw that, like from the refs, like you know, some some peers kind of had a couple calls against them, um, like in the first half. But I mean, uh yeah, like I mean the Ravens. I mean, we should have not blown them out, but we should have like put up more points than what we, you know, obviously those two passes that Lamar had. One was I think to Duvernay, which was like kind of overthrown, and the second one was to Allen, uh not Allen Robinson, um, uh, Demarcus Robinson which is kind of like, you know, overthrew him again, um, overthrew him for the second time. Um, which that happens. that Especially yeah, when all, yeah. you're
1: throwing short passes most of the game and running the ball, that's going to happen. Uh, Lamar Jackson is not going to get a lot of those deep shots every game. When he yeah. does, he's going to try to do it. And, you know, when you're running the ball that much, it's going to be a little hard to be as consistent.
0: Yeah, like I knew me and Kyle were talking uh, last episode that – um you know, the, the, the thing I saw difference from this game in the Bills game that we played, uh, I know, I, I figured, I think at as we was like a fourth and short and Harbaugh kicked the field goal and got the three points. Um, you know, we all talk about how Harbaugh is aggressive on fourth and short and third and short. I mean, we're more than fourth and short. Uh, and, um, you know, it it comes a time in a game where, like, you should decide, okay, should we go for it or should we just – take the points and I can think there's one play where it wasn't even hardball's fault. Harbaugh wanted to go one punt the ball, but Lamar was like, I got you, Harbaugh, I got you. But he fell to get the fourth the first down. Right. And Lamar was like, that's on me, that's on me. I got you. But I mean, yeah, like those check downs against like, the Bengals, man. Like we had that we had that on a lot. Um mixing wasn't really especially in the first half, mixing wasn't really doing much I in the second half when you like Burrow started, you know, feel comfortable in the pocket, you know, he started making the pass to Mixon and stuff. But that one play that Peters blew up, it was like that that Philly special play where I think it was a uh, Mixon. I th- no, I think um Jamar Chase or I think Boyd did like a it was, it was like Boyd. A, yeah, like a flea flicker to like Burls. He was opening the end zone and then Peters just blew it up. I don't know what kind of call that was. Um I I guess that thats they had like every team had that play in their playbook, but they gotta figure out when to use that. Um, but Kyler, what do you uh, what, what are your opinions on on uh, Sunday night's game?
2: No, I mean, well, starting with the Bengals, I just think
0: yeah, you know that was, the, your, that was your pick right to win the game?: that was your...
2: Yeah, I picked the Bengals in this one, and you know <laughs> they they spent you know money in the offseason to rebuild the offensive line because that was an issue last season. And now we're, what, five, six games in. They still haven't figured it out. And because of that, you know, it's it's hampering Mixon from being effective. And then you take Mixon out of it. Now you're relying more on Chase and Higgins. But if Higgins isn't there, then the defense can just key in on Chase. And then now at that point, like you saw in that game, Burrow's really limited to dumping it down underneath. And then at that point, you're hoping guys can make guys miss. But, I mean, if, if you're a good tackling team, then you can you can handle the Bengals right now. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to last all season because I still have some faith in the Bengals that they'll figure it out. But it's got to start with that offensive line and they got to figure out what, what to do with them. I don't know if it's shifting guys or something, but until they get that fixed, the struggles are just going to continue.
0: Yeah, like who they signed on that lineman. Um, ah, was it Trump? Uh, he uh, – I think the announcers, because I think he had a like a holding call on the line, and like he, they find that dude took like a method contract for the line. Um uh, uh, what was his name?
2: Yeah, call um, yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's like, I am obviously he can't really like, do it all himself um, on the line, but like you know,
1: no, he's just been bad.
0: But. You're just <laughs> they paid him. To, those big that big money for you know the protect Joe Burrow, and like obviously he can't do it himself, but like obviously he needs to learn his learn he needs to learn his assignments, and like you know how to be a cousin to, to that O line. And now Khalil, like Khalil, made up a good point, the defense is is good, but now we're gonna get better because um, Ty's Bowser is coming, he, he, he practiced, he, he's one of our linebackers. Um, he think he ACL, I think, had an ACL tear last year. He practiced. And then our draft pick, David Ojabo, oh, is, nice. back at, at, is back at practice. So, I mean, imagine if you had Peters, Humphreys, um, well, I guess Marcus Williams, he's out for a couple games with a wrist injury, but uh, have Adafi on the right side, have Ojabo on the other. Man. And they I, got mean, the air air ball, ball. I mean, recent man. signing had a great game, too. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Queen had an interception. Former, former teammates. Patrick Queen and Burroughs. Burroughs through uh, an interception two. Patrick Queen. I know that crowd was crazy, man. he had that yeah. pick, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, but, it was an unreal game. I'll tell you that. Um, Like, any other thoughts on on these on Sunday's on, on game before we move on to the next game?
2: No. I mean, yeah, it's just the Ravens team that's right now better than the Bengals. But we know with the AFC North, they kind of always are bunched together. At least these two teams will probably be. I mean, the Steelers are going through their own struggles, and the Browns are. I feel like the Browns are kind of teetering right now. So,
0: yeah, I think I think we talked about that on the, in the Big Three podcast. I mean, you uh, with Kyle and like uh, like this game. I mean, even though okay, it's so the first divisional game we, we've had, um, but the Bengals dropped an egg on this one because like obviously we're three and two, they're two and three. In this mm-hmm. game, we are like in the first first place. I know we played them uh, again the last uh, game of the season, but this game could go a long way with deciding who's going to be the division winner and a wild card. You know what I'm saying? So, Bengals, that was one of the games that they needed uh, under their belt, but I mean, obviously they had the Browns to play and Steelers to play.
2: Um, yeah, that will be the key for these two teams, to beat up on the Browns and the Steelers and Worst case, they split their season series. So like the Bengals, if they can get revenge on them in the last week of the season. But I think both teams should feel like that they're playoff teams. So it'll just be whether who wins a division or not. Right, right.
0: So we got the um next game we got the like we're not gonna go through all these games. Um um but the Giants, um and the Packers. Uh, I know they were in London playing. Um Packers, you know, everyone had had them winning because you know Aaron Rodgers, but uh um, actually they could have won. It's like you know, they Aaron Rodgers they could have ran the ball instead of passing it. I think one the first good pass got tipped by d lineman and then the one was kind of like overthrown, I guess. Um, and uh, the Giants won 27 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Jones had um had 270 yards, 2, 217 yards, no touchdowns. Packers, um, Aaron Rodgers threw for 222 yards. Two touchdowns. Um, Aaron Jones um, had thirteen carries for sixty-three yards. Uh, eight, uh, had seventy yards um, with one with one touchdown. So I mean, all in all, I mean, the Giants. I mean, their season looking I mean, they're four and one. Um, so I mean, fellows, like tell me y'all opinions about the about that game.
2: It's a game the Packers shouldn't have lost, but. Right. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he, I mean, I I find it hard to be a Packers fan with Aaron Rodgers because you have to listen to every season people talk about how great he is, how he's the best quarterback in the league. He has all these tools. But then year in and year out, their season never ends where Packers fans want it to be. And this point, this season looks like it's going to be the same way because – the most talented guy on their offense is Aaron Jones. But like you just said, he only had 13 carries. Why? They should be using him for like 20 carries. I think that takes pressure off for Aaron Rodgers, even though I feel like he probably changes calls at the line so he can you know, have more passing plays. But I, until they fix the philosophy and go more run-based, I can see the Packers losing more games like this. And, I mean, me, as some people might say I'm a Rodgers hater, does make me smile a little bit on the inside. I'm not going to lie. I love it. I love it. The
1: Giants win. I love it. Um, big shout out to Dale Jones. I mean, talk about coming out here with an ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Blood all over his hand. Big gash on his hand, throwing the ball phenomenally. Like he had this, might be his best game he's ever had. Maybe besides the Tampa Bay one, but in his first. But I think this game was very solid. Saquon Barkley is is. Oh, I want to say it so bad. Ju-
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is the best
1: back
0: he's juking people out, uh, duking people out, crawling people up. He is the
1: best running back in the league. I really didn't want to say it, but he's the best running back in the league. Um, Nick Chubb is doing everything in his power to not make me say that. Yeah. Um, Saquon yeah. Barkley is unreal. Now, back to the Aaron Rodgers thing. Aaron Rodgers, I think his problem, his biggest problem is his ego. I think his ego gets in the way of winning. Easily could have wrapped up this game by handing off the ball to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. If you're going to tell me that A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones can't get two yards in two plays, I, I laugh at you. And I, I think you're a comedian because there's no chance that Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are not getting two yards in two plays. Look, the Giants defense is great but they were struggling against the run the entire game. And I think Aaron Rodgers' ego says, hey, I want to go out and win this game for my team. But the problem is you had that opportunity and you failed. You had it before. In the entire few drives that you had, you had had it the entire second half. So my problem with Aaron Rodgers is, look, you don't have Devontae anymore. And that's your number one option. And that's the pretty much the guy that, he says the guy that won you two MVPs.
2: That's true. Yeah.
1: And you have now, as like Kyle said, your best player or your offense is probably Aaron Jones. Go through him. Go through AJ Dillon. It's so simple. The Packers defense. I can't blame them on this. Look, they always have a problem with stopping the run this this year or every year. They have a problem with stopping the run. But this situation, the offense should have wrapped it up. Run the ball out. Run the clock out. Game's over. So what I took away from this game is that I don't want to say the Packers are in trouble. Packers are not Super Bowl contenders. That's for sure. And I think the Packers are a team that maybe will make the playoffs. But I think by the end of the season, we'll the division.
0: Yeah, like, I think at, at, at the end of the day, when it comes down to, uh, like, Packers and playoffs, like, if they do get in the playoffs, the only difference of them making, not make making it to the, uh, to the championship uh, is, like, the receivers that, that they have. Because, like, I mean, obviously, I mean, they got Lazard. He's kind of, you know, doing his thing. But, like, other than that, like, they don't really have anybody. Like, I and mean, like you said. I'm, like, sorry,
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but listen, Romeo Dobbs is really good. Um, oh, Dobbs, Dobbs is good. I don't too, mean yeah. to be that guy, but Romeo Dobbs is a really good player. He's he a good yeah. time, but I, I just don't want to come out here and like you know. You talk about like everybody but Romeo Dobbs. You know he's a great player. So
0: yeah, like he's I support like, him. I support
1: Romeo Dobbs. But that's, I mean, about that's
0: the only that's the only two players like receivers that you know are like stepping up. Um, but. But when it comes to playoff time, I just don't see like you know Aaron Rodgers because he needs he's not real. I mean, yeah, he's a mobile in a sense, but like he's he's a run and go, uh running go thrower. If he can throw his back foot, uh that's what he does, his his signature pass off the back foot. But these receivers are different receiving corps than like what he's had in the past. And um
2: yeah, I mean if he, they, if they he, do think – he didn't win with those either.
0: That's why I'm yeah, so like not so. Um, that's what I took away. And, uh, you know, Barkley is doing Barkley, like doing Barkley things. And I mean, he had seven yards, uh, had a receiving, uh, yards of 36 yards from receiving. Um, he's, he, he, he's, he's doing this thing, man. And like, you know, when Daniel Jones is, you know, doing his thing, I mean, the Giants are kind of, you know, I hate to say it cause it's crazy to say, it, but Johnson, that team, man, not that team, or like, four and one, four and one, yeah. So,
2: they at least have an identity. Identity,
0: yeah. When and you the, go up against and,
2: the Giants, you know what you're going to face. Unlike Green Bay, where it seems like they're trying to figure it out. That that's probably the biggest thing you saw with these two teams on the field.
0: And Dal and Dawell, I mean, I like him as a coach. Man, he he brings that energy that they need to that to that team too. So, definitely a different coaching aspect from what the Giants have seen in the past, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Um we can go to the um I guess we don't really have to talk much about the Steelers and Bills, but they got shellacked, Um shellac three to thirty-eight. Um so let's go to the primetime games. Um so sun Sunday. What was Sunday night? Like?
2: Oh that's right. Oh
1: by the way, if if the Bills get home field advantage, they're going to the Super Bowl. There's no question about it. <laughs>
0: I'm just looking mm-hmm. like yeah. for right now. For right now, I mean, they're the hottest team in the NFL right now, for sure.
1: And they're one of the best home teams in
0: in the NFL. Oh yes. yeah.
2: Yep. Um, I mean, the other
0: games? I mean, the Patriots won. I mean, other than I mean, uh, I mean, the Jets kind of you know destroyed the Miami, but Miami obviously lost uh, Bridgewater with an injury. Then they had their backup coming in, towards was still in protocol. Um. Even the Jets are. I mean, both their teams are looking not all right, but the Jets are kind of looking better than usual with uh, Zach Wilson. I'm um, the got um got Brees Hall. uh Saul Garner had his first pick. So I mean, they're. I mean, I think they play the like Packers next week, so that's gonna be their real test. Bruce but Hall's, um, by the way, he's so here. He's a he, yeah. I saw him uh, when we played the week one. He's he's nice man. Um I guess I mean other any other games this week, Titans commanders, I mean Cowboys, oh Cowboys. Oh, you guys have the Cow, Cowboys beating the Rams, um, with Cooper Rush, um, you know, Dak yeah. Prescott coming back soon. The Rams are in trouble too. Um, and like we said before, like me and Kyle have both like like reiterated that. Um Matt Stafford, he he doesn't realize he has a number one a number one receiver on his team that he doesn't use other than Cooper cup. Um, he has um, Allen Robinson and like, you know, he can obviously help them pick the top off the offers of, off of the cornerbacks, but he hasn't been using him as much as like, you know, he is being as he wants to be used for. Um, obviously Michael Parsons got hurt, but he, he came back to the game and still had an impact. Um, but Cooper Rush can't do it all himself. I mean, obviously he needs to incorporate his other receivers. Um, and like, we can both say that both Super Bowl teams were not like are not the same. Um, I guess they had that Super Bowl hangover from last year. I guess they would say. Um, obviously, uh, Rams are missing Von Miller on the other side. Uh, Bills has him. I mean, they still have Donald. They still got Ramsey. Ramsey's he's getting destroyed on certain drives. Um, like he did in the Super Bowl against uh, Jamar Chase, he got burned. Um, but obviously, still one of those top cornerbacks in the league, Cam Ramsey. But um, still, I went as a quarterback, I wouldn't throw, throw his way because he, he's going to pick it off, um, guaranteed. But um, yeah, I mean, do y'all have any thoughts on the Cowboys Rams
2: game? Uh, well, I mean, that was a game. I think I picked that one as an upset, which it hurt my heart to do that because. I don't, I don't like picking the Cowboys only because I know a lot of Cowboys fans and they can be insufferable, but I give them credit. You know, they, they go hard for their team, so I can't be mad at that fully. But I think what we're really seeing is people really overrated Stafford after the Super Bowl win because most people, because a lot of people, once he got that ring, they really wanted to elevate him into a class that I don't think he belongs in. Because, you know, he got a lot of um, sympathy for sticking it out in Detroit all that time where he actually had some good years in Detroit, but they weren't winning any games. So he gets a team around him with the Rams. They win the Super Bowl the first year and people thought, you know, oh, now it's going to be easy for him. And it hasn't been. I guess you could say maybe they're missing OBJ. But like you said, you know, Jordan, they did get Allen Robinson, who put up numbers with Blake Bortles and if he could do that there Stafford is supposed to be a better quarterback what what's what's the disconnect now and then I guess quick point about the Cowboys also you know they've tailored the offense to fit Cooper Rush I mean it's, it's pretty much an offense that a lot of quarterbacks you could drop them in and be fine because they're going off of the running game with Pollard and Elliott and then they're keeping the passing game like real simple. And that's been their formula for winning. I mean, they have a real test this week, but I mean, they, they did look good. And Parsons and that defense, they they hounded Stafford. But we, we kind of knew that their defense, at least their front, could do that to a good quarterback.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the Rams are just at that Super Bowl hangover. And they're getting a real good taste of it right now. Uh, (laughs) Look, as much as I want to blame Matt Stafford specifically, I think the O-line is a huge part of it. Them not having Whitworth. I think, you know, Dan Edwards sucks. Um, Sorry to say that. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) um, Cam Akers has been bad all season. And he got ruled out this week uh, for some personal stuff, which I, I think he's just going through it entirely right now. Um, Dale Henderson, I mean, he's going to get the ground going. I'm not sure how confident I am in that. And like, like Kyle and Jordan said, look, Alan Robinson is a huge addition to that team. And I thought he could replace OBJ in that aspect, yeah. but he really hasn't. And the defense has not been great either. I didn't think they were that great last year. Bobby Wagner, I've, I've always said this. He's, he's a little washed right now. People want to put him in that top five category. Look, just because you get tackles does not mean you're a top five linebacker. It's as simple as that. He's a great, yeah. you know, great at stopping the run at times, getting on the outside, but he's not as quick as he used to be. It's as simple as that. Um, now the Cowboys, I think defensively they are the best defense in the league. I think Trayvon Diggs has stepped up in tremendously this year. I think he's really taken on that role of being that number one quarter and trying to get that top ten quarter uh, spot. And I think DeMarcus Lawrence has been great. Mike Parsons has been great. The entire defense has been great. The coaching has been all right. Uh, Now, offensively, I still don't think Cooper Rush is better than Dak. I am never going to tell you that. That's something I'm never going to tell you. Cowboys fans will sit there and tell you that um, because they're delusional and they're winning, so they have nothing else to you know, say, but Dak Prescott is the real quarterback of this team. CeeDee Lamb has stepped up to the plate as well, playing that slot uh, receiver role. I wish they would put him outside a little more, but at the end of the day, he's doing his job, and they're just trying to get by and get wins. And I do think that, you know, the ground and pound with Zeke and Pollard is working. I just think one player is better, and that's Tony Pollard. And I think Pollard should get more carries than Zeke. I think he's more explosive. It definitely has more potential.
0: Yeah, I was definitely gonna say that. Um, Pollard, had that um, had that big like fifty-seven yard touchdown run for the Cowboys start off the game. Um, I mean that defense, like you know, Armstrong, um, that Lawrence f- fumble, you know, like um, even Mark Parsons uh, mentioned that you know that was a a shot of confidence and momentum for the defense side, like to start to play how you finish the play strong and aggressive and. You know, and I—I I mean, I—I'll I'll give my opinion on on the um on this uh Cowboys Eagles game. But it's gonna be really really good to watch uh for our six our week six preview. So, I guess into the next segment, I guess we can do our week our week six previews. So, Khalil, so what we do for week six? If you're not familiar, so like um we talk about like the primetime games first. Get get those out the way. Monday night game, um Sunday night game, Thursday night game, and then we do our our week ems or we do like, you know, who's going to win this game, lose. But then we have our lock of the week was like, who do you think do you personally, would you know um, for your lock? Like who the who, who, who's who's guarantee you win and then who is your upset game? Um, so, for instance, like last week I had the Niners uh, for my lock and then I had upset. I think I had the Cardinals upsetting the Eagles, which was, I mean, it was 17-20. Um, so it was close, but yeah, so we go through like each game, um, do our lock, our locks first and then our, our upsets and then, um, and we go from there. So, I mean, uh, I guess we can, like me and Kyle can like kind of show you how we do it. So like for like week six, um, start, start with the, um, with the, I mean, I guess with the main night game, like, well, I got I this too late now, um, commanders one, <laughs> but I guess we can go for, um, the next game Niners and Falcons. I mean, t- to be honest. Um, I mean, I'll probably take that as my lock right there after that because they're paying the Falcons, so that's my lock. Um, so can re- we
1: take the same locks or no?
0: Do you mean oh for like each stuff so like
1: so? Like each, if you wanted
2: to take the Niners as well, Khalil, what you're saying?
0: Yeah, could
1: I do that or no?
0: I mean, you could, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna wanted, try to switch it up, but like yeah, yeah, kind of switch it up. I mean, I know there's tons of games on this like just um, Patriots, Browns, there's Jets, Packers. Uh, Vikings Dolphins, um Buccaneers Steelers. Uh, that's, that, that, that's a lock right there. Buccaneers Steelers. So yeah, there's tons of games on the on the schedule. But yeah, I'm gonna kick it off by saying I had the Niners beating the Falcons. Um now, I mean, I guess i wait on my lock. I'm just going through the games. Uh, Niners, I so saw I got them winning against the Falcons um, by a lot. I mean, I know Falcons are they they're a four and a half point favorite on the money line. So I kind of like go with the money line there. Um, I guess, Kyle, you can go next for your
2: for your pick. Uh, I mean, I probably was going to go Bucks steelers Okay. Only because, you know, I've seen with Tom Brady the first four to five weeks, you know, you can't really overreact to them struggling or even if they play somewhat well. He usually starts off slow because he doesn't play a lot in the preseason. He's an older guy. So it takes him a few weeks to get settled in. But I think starting this week, I think we'll start to see the Bucks really take off. And the Steelers, you know, they're, they're going through a rebuild. Mike Tomlin is a good coach. Uh, I fully believe he'll probably – at least have the team ready to go to start with. But, yeah, I think it's going to be another tough one for them. And I think the Bucks win this one easy. Although Pickett played well, even though – it didn't look that way. If you look at the score, he still threw over three hundred yards, so he'll be fine. It's just going to take them a couple of weeks to probably get their first win with him. But yeah, I go with the Bucks.
0: Okay. Okay. Chloe, uh, yeah, do you have a, uh, uh, like a certain or do you have a lock yet or a guarantee um, lock pick?
1: Yeah. No. Just I know I just talked crap about them, but uh, I'll go with the Rams. I just think the Panthers are bad. Um,
0: okay, that's a
1: good one. Um, as simple as that, nothing really much to say about the Panthers, <laughs> right. yeah, I,
0: mean, I, I yeah, that's a good, that's a good pick. I didn't know they were uh, playing this week. Oh yeah. That's a good pick.
1: Yeah. If you're interested in taking that minus 10 spread, do it. They're at home. There's yeah. Just do it. Let
0: me see. Okay. Um, so we got Ravens giants. Um, now this is, might be the Giants like real. I mean, it's not about like who they who they played. They played the Titans one last minute. They played the Bears, twenty twelve. They beat them. Um, they beat the Packers. They lost to the Cowboys. I'm not sure who their fir- their fourth win was against. Was it? Um, so Packers, Titans. Bears, Titans, and Panthers. Yeah. Oh, they beat the Panthers. Yeah, they ain't played nobody. <laughs> so, they, I mean, obviously, I'll give them their flowers for four and one. But I think this week, the Ravens, like, this is their actual real first test of like, an actual, like, good defense and offense. Um, I know, you know, New York Giants fans are like, oh, Lamarto, win. Dio Jones, Barkley. The only person I'm worried about is Millie Barkley because, like, you know, he's used to that playing on that turf. Uh, and that's the one thing I'm worried about. That that turf for Lamar and all the other players I was playing. That turf is, is deadly. Uh, um, I'm not sure what the weather's gonna be like on Sunday. It should be sunny. Um, better not rain because that's not gonna be good for that turf. But um, I feel like the Ravens can definitely can win this game because obviously they. they Obviously the Jets are, are they're different teams, but I mean, I know we kind of beat the Jets uh, first week. I know Joe Flacco started a quarterback um, that game, but I don't know. I feel like this is going to be like, I think the Rams are going to the get their the wake up call of this game um, because Lamar is definitely, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is definitely not, not Lamar. Lamar is more mobile. He can do it with his feet and they got the best kicker in the league right now um, at, the, at, at the end of the day, but that shouldn't be what what it comes down to a field goal. I feel like we're gonna like, you know, I think they're I think they're money line, I think they're for that game. I think Ravens are favorite. They're they're five they're, and a half they're five and a half point favorites. So I mean Yeah, I mean don't worry about with Barkley because he's been going off. Um we need to somehow stop him, put a stop to him. But I mean, I can see Daniel Jones throwing a couple of interceptions this game, man, because the way Marcus Peters is going off, Marlon Humphrey on on the other side. Um, we got Brandon Stevens uh coming up and Geno Stone, another good player, young player coming up in the team. I just feel like you know it, it's gonna be a good game because Dobbins and Barkley, because Dobbins they're both as close as running backs, so that's gonna be a good game to watch. But I had the Ravens uh beating the Giants. Um, possibly, I think maybe the score can be like 28 20 or no, 27 20. I think. Hmm. So uh, I guess Kyle or Kyle, you can go next for your opinion
1: for that game. Um, (laughs) this is an interesting matchup because I think it it is. It is because the Giants are more of a second half team, and you guys are more of a first half team, right? And I think like you guys are such polar opposites. Like I feel like as much as Lamar does like play action, he doesn't. Rely on it, and I feel like Daniel Jones relies a lot off of that play action. And defensively, you guys are very similar. I do like Adoree Jackson this year; he's been very good. It's going to be an interesting game to watch. I really don't know how this game is going to go. I'm not going to go as far to say they're my upset of the week, but it's going to be interesting.
2: Yeah, I I agree that I feel like the Giants will probably keep it close, only because you can see like Dayball has that team really believing. And it was interesting that you said, you know, Jordan about New York and Daniel Jones. Giants fans don't even like Daniel Jones, they wanted to run him out like two years ago.
0: Yeah, now they're all like, oh, they <laughs> want to sign him to a long term contract. Yeah,
2: well, that, that's, <laughs> just, that's just right now, you know. Yeah, the, the next time they lose to like the Cowboys or the Eagles, they'll be looking to run him out of town anyway. But uh, it's an interesting relationship Daniel Jones has with that city because. Yeah, he was probably taken way too high, but I mean he he can make plays. The the biggest thing with him was he threw a lot of stupid interceptions. And if Dable can kind of you know mold him into you know a quarterback that takes care of the ball, I think he's serviceable. You might not win a Super Bowl with him, but he can at least have the Giants in the conversation. Because before that, I mean, the Giants have been kind of irrelevant for the last few years. But, um, yeah, I've, I expect the Ravens to win this game. But I, I think, like you, where you have it kind of like around a round of touchdown game, I think that's where this game will probably be.
0: And, like, do you see, like, the Ravens winning it or Giants winning it?
2: No, I think the Ravens win it. Okay. But the Giants will keep it close.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, see, like Khalil says, it's going to be very, very interesting because he does pick up a good point of – how the Johns are like a second quarter, a second half team, and we are like a first half team, but in a real world, we should be both halves because like obviously the two games that we lost, I mean we were up so big, then the second half we just, well Miami we we kind of like dropped the an egg, and then against the Bills we, we were up big and then we just dropped the egg. So I mean I mean we should be off uh, of the ball good, good on both on both halves, but. Like you said, this is a very interesting game. As far as like us, you know, I feel like I feel like we had to get up to a good lead, and then like kind of just have our defense kind of like sit on Daniel Jones. And I mean, I don't I don't know any other good receivers on the Giants like Gall- Galladay. I like Tony,
1: but he's not. Yeah, I don't know when he's gonna play. Like,
0: so I don't know who the receivers are on the Giants. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, they, have they have Tony Slayton and or Slayton's
1: something to play? Oh, Slayton, yeah, yeah. He had a good game last week. Um Galladay. What's the other one? Oh, Shepard's out for the season. Uh, so oh. they have this 13 guy. It's not Odell. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he been really, like, pushing off of Barkley. That's what it's been.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I mean, if we can stop Berkeley, we can stop the Giants. Man. That's really their, <laughs> a that's tough right. job. But yeah, you know, oh yeah, it's, it's like I'm saying it like it's gonna be easy, but yeah, it's hard. It's gonna be hard. Um, but like you said, Berkeley is kind of like their offense. You know, what I'm saying that's he's their piston into the team. So, um, it's the next game on the schedule. Um, oh, I'm i, I I'll probably trying to a prime time game, but Bills and Chiefs. It's gonna be a good one. I don't know who's gonna win that game. To be honest, um, it's going to be a slugfest because I know Bills have a chip on their shoulder of losing that game in the uh, AFC Conference uh, Championship. Yep. Off, and I think it was, believe it was the OT. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. This that, game is a toss up. Uh, the
2: overtime rule is what the Bills fans will say is the problem. Yeah. Watch that game. The Bills <laughs> defense just had to make a stop. I mean, they took the lead with like 20 seconds left and managed to let you know Kansas City drive down the field so overtime rules is not the problem in that game at all but uh I actually think Buffalo wins this one for the same reason that you said to Buffalo this will be like a Super Bowl game to them right because they'll be getting revenge on that whereas Kansas City will go into this you know saying it's just a normal game and um well, I expect it to be a shootout so I'm looking like 45 40, that type of game.
0: 45 wow, that's, that's, that's realistic, too. Um, I think in Buffalo, they're two and a half point favorites, yeah. Um, so and they're an airhead, too. So, I mean, that's, I mean that I know that's gonna be rocking, regardless. Uh, Chloe, what are your opinions on the on game? Man,
1: it's gonna be a great game. I'm excited. Um, I got Bills. Strong. Uh, why do I have bills? I think their receiving core is is great. I think Gabe Davis is going to show why he is a good wide receiver too. Uh, Josh Allen has been phenomenal this year. Like it, like, I don't. I don't think people understand like what he's doing. And I think people saw it in the first game, right? But like he's continued it, like every single game. He looks unstoppable. Like honest to God, he looks unstoppable. I don't think Kansas City will be the one to stop him, and I think he's going to have a dominant performance. And they might, honest to God, they might blow him out the water.
0: Who, the Bills?
1: They might blow Kansas City out the water.
0: Oh yeah,
1: What the Bills are going to do, they're just going to push on the accelerator and not take it off. They're not pushing on the brake. And I think Kansas City, if they don't start off hot, it's not going to end well.
2: That's also a good point, because Kansas City has started off slow in games. The only thing is the other team hasn't been able to capitalize on it. Because we saw with the Chargers where the Chargers started off hot, but then it slowly started drifting back towards Kansas City and then they took over. Buffalo is built that if you give them a lead early, they will keep their foot on your neck and they will continue to score. So I'm I can see what Khalil's saying. And even yeah. Gene on the Thursday show, he's like, Khalil, he thinks Buffalo's going to roll Kansas City. Yep. So, I, I mean, I, I'm predicting it to be closer, but I could easily see Buffalo win by, like, two scores easy.
1: I mean, you got to remember last year, too. They played them last year and blew him out the water. Yeah. And that was with Tyreek.
0: So... Yeah, I mean, like 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 y'all both said, I mean, this game is gonna come down to, you know, Buffalo. Um, I mean, obviously Kansas City receiving corps without Tyree Kill looks a, a little bit different than than last year, um and the years prior. Um, I think Buffalo has a better receiving corpse than Tyreek Kill- or I mean not Tyreek. uh Diggs St- <laughs> St- 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 and um Gabe Davis. Um yeah, like and it could. I don't know. I mean, I I think that Bills winning this game um, just because, like Khalil said, like Buffalo. I mean, they're not the Raiders. They're not the Chargers. The Bills will run you down. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm not surprised. But the Ravens. I mean, we we're probably the first team who's had a big lead against Josh Allen. Um, Can usually that, uh, Bills they start off hot. You know, off the bat, Allen threw that first pick against us. Kind of started out slow, um, but the Bills, like with, with, when any, with any other team, like they like like both y'all said, like um, the Bills will if they get out to lead early, they will run down your throat and they will they will disrespect y'all, respectively. Um, so it's just business is business, but yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like you know the Bills can win this game, but. I mean, some some might give the give the edge to Kansas City because they're in Arrowhead and that that crowd can you know obviously it was, it was the same situation um, back in last year's playoffs so, you know they're home but you know that crowd can be a factor too you know what I'm saying and, and uh, but no I, I do have the build winning the game
1: when you watch this game though like watch Josh Allen and watch how focused he is
0: you No, know, he's gonna be I mean, I've in. never
1: seen like. And I don't mean to like overreact on this, but he's a different level.
0: I mean, also, I mean, I, I, I know the Cowboys and the Eagles are saying that game, but I'm surprised it's not the same that game. I, I thought the Eagles and Cowboys going to be four o'clock game. This should be the prime time game. Everyone's going to have their eyeballs on. I think.
2: Cowboys Eagles. The media loves that rivalry in the history between those two, so they always put them. Well,
0: usually I thought that was a Thanksgiving game, though.
1: No, no. Nah. They always have Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Cowboys always on Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. And usually the Lions are always on Thanksgiving too, Bears, but Eagles usually are never Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah, they they usually don't waste this rivalry on Thanksgiving. But but I think, just one last point on this game, Buffalo is the more complete team, which you can probably see in the money line why they're favored. And Arrowhead, yes, it's intimidating to some quarterbacks, but there are quarterbacks that are capable of going. We saw Brady. Brady would go into Kansas City and play well. Uh, Just like Khalil said, Josh Allen has gotten to that point where you can see his main focus is he wants that ring. He needs that ring. And I think he feels like this year is his best chance to get one, and we're seeing him take it out on defenses. I mean, what he did against Pittsburgh was – unfair I mean first I mean you knock you knocked the Steelers with a 98 yard passing play to Gabe Davis and then Gabe Davis was actually covered pretty well by Fitzpatrick he threw it up there anyway and Davis came down with it so he has a lot of confidence and I think that's why the arrowhead thing won't be that big of a factor to him unless they start off slow then maybe it's something but yeah going into it he'll be fine
0: it's gonna be a, a good game to watch uh, for that game. Um, and, and I guess last week we talked about the um, for NFL. We talked about the Sunday game, um, Cowboys Eagles. I mean, I, I believe that. I mean, just like the Ravens and Giants, I feel like this is the Eagles' first test of defense. You know what I'm saying? Like with a great defense, like with Michael Parsons and Stephon or Trayvon Diggs. Um, now, I mean, I since is it, it's in Philadelphia. I, I do get the edge to Philadelphia because they're at home, but it's gonna be a slugfest between the two teams. Like, just because you know, Trayvon is a ball hawker. Michael Parsons will get to the quarterback. Demarcus Lawrence is is unbelievably good this year. I know he's he's been injury prone this past couple of years, but with a healthy Lawrence, like you know, like we all saw what he did against the Rams. Had that had that fumble recovery. Um, and I think the Marcus Lawrence came out and said that, um, I think, in a same he was like, oh, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't speak on uh, the Eagles right now because they're facing our defense. So he kind of said what I just said, you know what I'm saying? I think the defense is going to be a, a factor in this game. Um, I don't know. I I kind of have Cowboys upsetting them. But then again, I kind of have, since they're at home in Philly, I had Philly winning. But I don't know, kind of 50-50. It's, it's going to be a good game, but so this is going to be Eagles' first actual test of a good, solid defense. Like right, it's going going off, too, man. Like It's, it's going to be a
2: test for Dallas, too, because yeah, the Eagles' defense isn't that bad, and their secondary is actually really good. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing where yeah. when Cooper Rush does throw the ball, he's got to go up against uh, Bradbury and Slay. And that's probably the best cornerback duo in the league right now. So. I think
1: that's probably the biggest X factor in the game, too. And I think everybody's looking at this Eagles offense against Dallas defense. Yep. When it should be like, look, Eagles defense is Dallas offense. And you're going to see a lot of running from Dallas, a lot of play action. And they're going to have to, if they don't run the ball well, they're not winning this game, Dallas, and I think it's as simple as that. Whether you know Jalen Hurts rushes for five yards or twenty, I think the real X factor of this game is going to be that.
0: Yeah, but, um, so I know we did our locks, our uh, locks of the week. Um, uh, we should do our uh, upset for the week, I and mean, then we should go to the end of uh, talk. Um, so I get my upset of the week. I'm a third sure uh, you want to go first for your upset pick? Yeah, just in case any of you guys take mine. Uh, I'm going to go
1: with uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Seattle against Arizona. Uh, I really okay. like the matchup. As much as Seattle's defense has been really bad this year, I think you know Kenneth Walker being that factor. I think you know DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Geno Smith has been playing extremely well. Uh, them being at home, I mean, I think they've had what two, three straight road games. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe. So I Thank think you. them being back at home is gonna make them feel good,
0: and I think they're gonna put up a lot of points on Arizona. Okay. Yeah.
2: I yeah. can I can see that one too.
0: So you have so you have the what the Seahawks beating the Cardinals or Cardinals beating the Seahawks? Seahawks beating the Cardinals.
1: Okay. Uh, I think them being at home is huge, and I think that was what really pushed me to
0: pick them. Look at, uh, all right, Kyle, you want to go next? I'm trying to
2: Decide my upset. <laughs> um I'm going homer on this one. I'm taking my Patriots to upset the Browns. The Browns are a two and a half point favorite. Uh the one thing that does worry me is at times the Patriots run defense can be a little shaky. And the best thing Cleveland has going for them are the, is their running backs. But I I mean I see the improvements in the Patriots defense. They have a lot more speed on that side of the ball than they've had past years. And their secondary has some ball hawks, especially Jack Jones, who is he's slowly becoming my favorite Patriots player right now. Cause you know, I just love he has a little cockiness to him, but he's making plays out there. So you can't get mad at him. And then baby Zappi <laughs> has been steady so far. This might be his biggest test because the, Browns defense, especially in their secondary, they're pretty good out there as well. But I just think the Patriots in this one get the win, and I expect kind of a big day out of Jacoby Myers again,
1: and, and Ramadre Stevenson, man. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so, uh, so Khalil has um, Seahawks against the uh, uh, Arizona. You got your Patriots versus the Browns. Yep. I'll go. I'm going go on a limb and do. Um, I'm gonna pick Jaguars over the Colts.
2: I thought um, about that one.
0: Because, yeah, because... Um, the
1: Jags are... Wait, the Jags aren't a favorite in that game?
0: No, the Indies no, by... Surprisingly. I think because um, it's an Indy. By, by two points, so... Yeah. Going straight to FanDuel right now. So, <laughs> you know, putting the, bet down. the reason the reason why I picked the Jaguars is because, obviously, you know, I trust um, I trust uh, Trevor Lawrence and um, the their coach, Doug Peterson. I mean, obviously... They're two and three, but Jaguars' uh, offense overall—they're 13th in the league with total offense uh, overall. They're they 16th in their rush in the pass rush and 15th in scoring. Um, the Jaguars' defense is ninth overall in their league. On their um, and the, so the coast offense is 24th. So I mean, the players that like I'm gonna watch out for for sure is Christian Kirk. I know I know we had one drop or one catch game last week, but it's I expect him to go off against the Colts, deep, uh, Colts defense. Uh, the key matchup I'm really gonna look out for in that game, um, for the upset is because I'm um, definitely run defense versus Indy's running best because John, John Taylor's out, like like uh Khalil said.
1: Um, I'm sorry, Jonathan Taylor is playing.
0: Oh, he's playing, he's playing, okay, he's, okay. he's back. That's so why he's back. Um, yeah, so I mean, I still will look at um, um uh, that the run defense versus the Indies running backs. Um, so, I mean, Taylor, I mean, I know he's dealing with a toe and ankle. Um, his backup uh, Hines Himes, uh, he's in protocol. Um, but so they're both, they're both on the injury report, but um, I think Taylor is going to play. I know key injuries. I mean, I know uh, Jag, uh, uh, Jaguars are without uh, Ben Barch Um, But, yeah, this game is, I mean, with Lawrence going off, uh, I mean, he's two two and three. uh, I do see them upsetting the Colts um, in this game. I mean, even though they should be the favorites of the Jaguars, but like you said, they're at home. They're a two-point favorite. I I, I mean, they should be a three-point favorite because then you say, like, home teams get three points off the bat?
2: That just lets you know that they probably think the Jaguars could win this one.
0: They're going to come back, yeah. Yeah.
2: Jaguars play well against the Colts. It's one of the weird things with the AFC South. They can't beat the Texans, yeah, but they, they can awesome. beat the Colts. I, I can't figure it out. Yeah, so
0: that's going to be a, my upset uh, Jagvert over the Colts. Uh, like, any final thoughts uh, for the NFL before we move on to the MLB? Any final NFL thoughts?
1: Um, all I'm going to say is, I mean, like Kyle said, I think Patriots are actually going to get that win. You're convincing me more and more. And I Roger Stevenson <laughs> is, is the truth. Yeah. He is the truth. Yeah. So that's all I gotta say about that.
0: All right. So let's segue. Um, let's move into the next segment. Uh second to the last segment. Next last is the NBA. Let's focus on the MLB. Um I know you got the playoffs right now. Uh, I like I'm not sure if y'all are like like I would say I don't know if y'all are, are Vulnerously watching the playoffs like I am, um, but like I'm gonna get y'all reaction on the game so far. Uh, I know uh, Yankees are had their first round by, and now they're playing against the Guardians. I know mm-hmm. that tough loss that can be had. Oh yeah, Red Yankees baby! <laughs> Even though we lost against, um, in a tough game against the Gu- Guardians today, um, but yeah, let me get y'all reactions to uh like the game so far, like NL and AL. Um,
2: yeah, um, oh, I, so I remember that Tuesday I said watch the Braves-Philly series because with that one being 1-1 leaving Atlanta, I think that was a great position for Philly because, you know, they won today with Nola on the mound. And I think the Phillies could actually win again tomorrow. And if they are able to do that, get the Braves down 3-1, that's going to be a big story because the Braves coming in as the defending champions. And I think they had a really good chance at possibly getting back to the world series. If they were to go out like this, it'd be a little tough. Um, I mean, the Yankees. Yeah. The guardians kind of did what they wanted to. They split in New York. So now going to Cleveland game three becomes that much more important and especially with the last few years with the Yankees where they haven't had the playoff success that they wanted. If the Guardians could take a lead in the series, then that's going to put a lot of pressure on this group for the Yankees to win game four. And that kind of pressure can be what a team like the Guardians can feed off of and pull an upset. I mean, I wouldn't push the panic button yet in New York. I'd probably push it a little bit in Atlanta, but um, and even the Dodgers Padres back another series where I I'm slowly like coming around on the Padres, possibly upsetting the Dodgers. I just think that these wild card teams are coming into this round with a lot of momentum and they're not scared of any of these teams. So I'm, I've been enjoying it. I'm, I mean, I'm, pretty big baseball fan so I mean I'll watch it any time of the year but baseball playoffs are just a little bit different because it seems like every hit every home run strikeout is just that much more magnified in the playoffs and that's what I love about it.
0: I mean Kyle like we were on the podcast on Tuesday and like you saw my my like real reaction to the Houston Astros game uh game one. Yeah the walk off yeah. um so uh I mean the Yankees beat the um Guardians Game one, four to one. Um uh, Phillies, I mean, uh won by 1.76. Um, the Astros won um on a walk-off eight seven. And then uh Dodgers won game one five to three. On Wednesday, um the Braves uh took back game one three-zero. Padres took game one uh five three, and they're currently playing right now. I think Padres are up by one or two. Mm-hmm. Um Astros, they're 2-0, all right, um, against the Mariners. And then um Thursday, which we're, we're gonna get into for this whole postponing game and schedule. Um the, the Thursday night game got postponed to today's game for the Yankees um for the rain delay. Um the Phillies actually took game two um nine to one against the Braves, so they're up to Phillies lead series two one and guardians um game uh were, it was 4-2 it's just that game i watched i think it was like the 7th or 6th inning there was two weak hits by the guardians i were like fly balls um one was hit to left field and i think um who was left who was left field today uh who played left field was it uh Left field, left field, left field. Uh, oh, it was Cabrera. Um, okay, yeah. It, it, it was. It almost hit to him, and he dropped it. Actually, almost had he had, he almost had to catch the slide catch to get the get the out, but he missed it. And then and the the other one was a blooper um, to right field. Uh, very you know uh, fly ball. I think. Um, right field was it Stan? Stan. I mean that's stand. I mean uh you no know, that wasn't Judge's fault. I think it was um Rizzo's fault. Uh with that pop fly they missed. And uh I believe Ramirez, you know, had had that hit had, had, off that first fly ball. He grounded to third base. And then um that's when uh was it one of the uh one of the hitters brought Ramirez around to, to score. And then that the, the second hit, there, the fly ball that, that they missed, they scored off of that. So that it was 4-2. Our defense needs to be a lot better and late in the game um, on, on that side. Um, but now, like, the next topic I want to get into, like, do you think with both teams, with this whole schedule, with, this, with the whole game being postponed on Thursday, so the Yankees, I mean, they played today. Then they play tomorrow. Then they play Sunday. Back to back games. So, do you think like this can affect in a way both teams or the one team? Because obviously, I think you have to have usually it's a, a game and a day break, and then you play again. Mm-hmm. But since the game got pushed on Thursday, now they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, what do y'all think about this whole, the whole schedule? Like, you know, with that, like, do you think that it had an effect on, you know, fatigue?
1: Definitely. I think it will affect both teams for sure. I mean, both of them are going to be tired. But at the end of the day, though, they still have the same, you know, situation going on. At the end of the day, both teams are going to be fatigued. You know, it's going to be the same thing. I don't think it really makes a difference in the entire series. Um. So that's, yeah, it's going to be a great series. That's <laughs> not I it would say. It's going to be a great series.
0: Yeah. I know Luis Severino is uh, starting next tomorrow, so that, that should be a good start. And then you got Tristan McKenzie pitching on our side. side. Um, I mean, match predictor, I mean, they have um, Yankees winning 56% to 44% winning percentage for that game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah, I mean, that – It's gonna be a good series. I mean, but it's it's crazy how the Guardians are now now made it a best of three series in a way where you know we were supposed to not clean sweep the Guardians, but obviously beat them down. But obviously they're not gonna you know lay down easily.
2: I think that that thought was only because the Guardians are relatively new to the postseason, so. You know, and I don't think they're a team that a lot of people outside of Cleveland necessarily watch regularly. So we all know about the Yankees. We know Aaron Judge. We know, you know, the guys there. So it was easy to be like, oh yeah, they'll you know, they'll handle the Guardians. But I do think with this postpon- postponement and now the three games in a row, that could work into the Guardians' favor, especially with the next team being in Cleveland. And if the- Cleveland can steal game three. We might see some tightness on the Yankee side where they might start pressing at the plate, which I think will play perfectly into Cleveland's hands. So I feel like situations like that always favor the underdog because Cleveland's coming into this series, you know, they're not expected to win. So they can be a little bit more aggressive on the bases. They can, you know, maybe be aggressive at the plate, swing at pitches they normally wouldn't, and if they get a bloop hit here or there, it's just it's it's more of a bigger deal for them than a Yankees team that you know they expect to go to the plate, hit the ball all around the yard and you know dominate a Cleveland team. So I actually think that the postponement favors Cleveland.
0: Oh you really okay. Yeah I mean like, in a way, I kind of see, like, the rain delay, like, affecting both teams. But, like, yeah, like, I think just because, like, now it switches over. So, now, yeah, I mean, it would have been two zero 0 Yankee that they won. So, the pressure would have been more on Cleveland. But now since it's a 1-1, I feel right. like the pressure is on Cleveland or, or on Yankee on on New York.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, no, that's kind of why I said it probably favors Cleveland. Aaron because- Judge,
0: I mean, he was 0-7 today, man. Like, he's like well, it wasn't himself, man. Um just couldn't get a base hit and he can't that can't happen in game three. That cannot happen in game three. Stanton needs to step it up. Mm -hmm. Uh Rizzo, I mean, we had the players. I mean, we had the pieces. I mean, it is we just weren't I I I I, I know Shane Bieber was pitching. I mean he had a good a good outing. Um but you know, like we have Aaron Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, Oswaldo Cabrera, we have, you know, um, you know, all these good players. Um but uh players are gonna they can hit home runs and we just go over seven, like that can't happen. Um I don't want to put the the weight on all our shoulders because like obviously he's had a good season, but like you know, with him being the top player on the team, he has to, you know, at least get a base hit or like get a freaking a double or something like that. Like he didn't get nothing.
2: That's what playing for the Yankees gets you. Everybody's gonna look at him.
0: Well, I feel like Aaron Judge will step it up uh, in game three. um Obviously the pressures are kind of on them and I think Aaron Boone in the squad knows that so it's gonna be a good game three um uh, So I think the next topic of that um so let's go around the round table uh like our World Series picks um so I think you know my World Series uh pick Yankees and Dodgers in World Series. That's my two teams in the World Series. Uh, Khalil, what do you see for your World Series
1: uh, matchup? Um, I'm not delusional. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, Dodgers. I just think
0: well, Dodgers I are really, winning I really want Dodgers.
1: to say the Padres, so yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I'm just going to go with the Astros. I'm going to go with the two favorites. Um, really hard for me not to pick those two favorites. Why uh Astros always manage to beat the Yankees. I think if it comes down to it, Astros will win it. I think, you know, they're coming out strong. They look great. Same thing with the Dodgers. I think their one match that I think this season probably in general was probably the Mets, but uh, at least for the season series, I would say. But I think the Dodgers are going to take it. I think the Dodgers and the Astros are going to be that World Series. And I like the colors too. It's nice colors. Orange and blue. I think it's a perfect color combo for the World Series.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, I, uh, I I definitely hear you, but I feel like what every like big MLB fan wants to see is the two historical teams in the playoffs or in the World Series. Uh Yankees yeah, and the
2: New Yorkers want that.
1: Yeah, you can say you can say what you want, but at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> But that's so what I mean. Going to be so much, and I love the Yankees. I love. I, I'm just a New York guy when it comes to baseball. I love the Yankees, Mets, everyone do it. But at the end of the day, we got to be realistic. And Yankees. I mean, Dodgers. I mean, they it's, they
0: can get upset right now. And I mean they're they're one, they have, they're they, one and they out yes, right now. Same thing
1: with the Astros. So, I, I mean, I think yeah. the Astros really had a, a bad shot to had a Mariners had a shot a little bit. In that first game, but yeah. I think Astros, they're going to get going and I think they'll be fine. I think same thing with the Dodgers. I
2: I almost um, think that the Yankees have been gearing up this whole season to face the Astros in the playoffs. And maybe that could be some reason with them maybe looking a little sluggish against Cleveland at times. But if they don't take care of business against Cleveland, they'll find themselves not even getting that opportunity. But I do think the Astros come out of the American League, and as a Red Sox fan, that's tough for me to say because I don't like the Astros that much. But and it's even harder to pick the Dodgers because I think I said this on Tuesday, but I'm not a Machado fan. With the wait, Machado's not even in L.A. anymore, so I guess I could pick the Dodgers, but. Um, I think I had the Braves before, but I'm really worried about them against the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I do like Mookie Betts. So yeah, I guess I'll probably have to go Astros, Dodgers mm-hmm. as well. Although I would love to see the Padres minus Machado there.
0: Right. Um. I guess our our next top our last topic for the MLB um would be like I guess into the the, the segment into the last segment um. I guess our who, what teams would be, would be, or what teams would you see being upset in, in, in this round, like this second round? Like, um, I mean, I see, I see the, I mean, the way it's going. I mean, I know it's 1 0 right now, like bottom of the third. Potters at 1 0. I feel like if, if, if the Potters can be, can get more runs, they can upset the Dodgers, man. Um, I mean, obviously the Dodgers are not vulnerable. They can get, they can be beaten. Mm-hmm. They can be beat. I, 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 I think I fair that for any team in the in the MLB in the playoffs right now. Um, it's fair game for anyone, but for a team that's you know in the in the in the NL, Pirates can do it. They can not really upset them right now and like you know. But actually feel like if they didn't have their number, then I mean, obviously Dodgers would be two zero right now. But it's one one, and Pirates are up one zero right now, so. Um, I can also see. Well, obviously, I can't say upset because I mean, Houston they're up 2-0 against the Mariners. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of see the Dodger get upset. I mean, if if the Yankees or had the Astros do meet the Astros in the if, if the Astros do meet Yankees in the playoffs or in the second in the third round, um. I mean, if we can if we can get it going, I mean, it's, there's going to be a good series. Because, like, you know, like Kyle, like you said, that, you know, they, if they had been gearing up this whole season to play the Astros, because everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, you, I know they hear, oh, y'all can't beat the Astros. Uh, they hear all that noise. Um, so they're going to bring that fire to the Astros. Um, the one and two in the conference, I mean, that's going to be a good series if, if they match up. Um
2: I'd still pick the Astros but, but
0: like I want to but like, yeah, like like I want to hear y'all like who do y'all see being upset in these rounds
1: as it's looking right now Phillies are gonna upset um
2: wow, the Bra- yeah.
1: Blake who they're facing the Braves Braves there we go Braves <laughs> yeah
2: that's the same one I think I think that one's gonna actually happen
1: i I thought it beforehand I Phillies got it I really don't believe that much in the Braves like they were lucky to get a the spot anyway you know, Mets really did choke it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just fill all the
0: way in that one.
2: All right, all
0: right. Like I guess that does it for the MLB segment, or topics. And now it's done to the the NBA. I've got a, I've got a couple of topics. Um, So we're going to get this go around real quick. Um, Each person is going to give their top five players in each conference to watch out for for this upcoming season. And we had the Lakers, um, to test that Russell Westbrook on the bench um with the second unit I'm going to talk about that and then teams to watch out for this season and then the last one um I guess it ties into the to the Lakers one uh would, would you would taking Russell out the starting five help the Lakers this season um, so the first segment or the first topic uh top 5 players in each conference we can you, you know take our time to or speed th- through that first topic um, so, I guess, Clay, you want to go first, top five players in each conference to watch out for? All right, we're back. Sorry about oh, that. cool.
1: You are saying the best people to watch out for, or? for? like,
0: For, like, your opinion, like, top five or are- – from East, I would say AFC, um, Eastern, and Western Conference.
1: Like Breakout out out was the best players in the conference?
0: Uh, I guess breakout. Breakout.
1: Might have to get back to me on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh,
2: kind of I, mean, I, I guess I, well, I, when you said I was thinking like five best players in the East, but I think I could probably work it to where you're saying like breakout. Yeah, I was um, saying like
0: five, I guess five, players to like watch out. Okay, like I got I, to, like
2: watch for it. I, I think I got you. Um, are you wanting them in in order? One no, no, right? no. Nope. Okay, okay. Then nope, that makes nope. it easy yeah. for me. Yeah. I would say I'm gonna go Homer first. Jalen Brown. I, okay. I, I I love everything about Jalen Brown because he makes improvements to his game every year. We saw in the offseason all that underwater workout, which. I mean, that's just beast mode right there. So I think he has a lot to prove this season. Uh, Two, I would go, I'm interested. Well, this one's probably more of an interest, but what um, Donovan Mitchell, Cleveland, because last season Cleveland kind of got in trouble where late in games they didn't really have a a go-to guy to get him a basket. That's literally what Donovan Mitchell can do. So I want to see how adding him to that team, what that does to Cleveland. I don't think it shoots them all the way up the East standings, but I think it puts them comfortably in the top six where they pretty much were all of last season, but then fell out by the end of it. Uh, Three, I would go. I mean, Giannis is always on my list because I just love – Giannis's mentality. He's not one of these guys who tries to be friends with people on the other team. When he steps on the court, it's all about him and Milwaukee against the world, and I love that about him. And He's also a guy that you see trying to make improvements to his game. He's not the best shooter, but each year you see him take more jump shots, to, so you can actually see that it's something that he works on. For I would go, oh, I, I mean, this, this one's more of a, well, I guess I'll say the name and then I'll explain it. I think Ben Sims is going to be an interesting dynamic in Brooklyn because it's either going to completely burn down in Brooklyn or we may see the best version of Brooklyn. If Ben Simmons is locked in, if he's confident in himself, I, I think that unlocks so much potential in that Brooklyn team. And then my last one would be... I mean, I could go Homer again and say Jason Tatum because I think with Tatum, you know, Tatum's a guy who so much wants to be Kobe that... I think he's coming into this season wanting to be an MVP-type guy. And with them bringing Brogdon in, I think that takes a lot of pressure off Jason Tatum late in games. And because of that, I think we're going to see the best version of Jason Tatum. And if he and Brown can both take it to another level at the same time this season— I think the Celtics will be really scary to play against. So I think those are the five for me.
0: All right. Uh, that's a good list. Um, So I guess I'll start in the East Coast or Eastern Conference. Um, So for me, number one, even though I'm not a Knicks fan, I'm going to say um, Brunson because they spent all that money on him. I want to see how he, he gels with that team with Barrett. I mean listen, Knicks don't really have a they don't have a bad I mean they got Bear, they got quickly, I mean they have Toppin. Um they have um you know Randall wishes he should, you know, be able to he, he's a they you know, need to move you know, Randall by himself. Yeah, he needs yeah. – yeah. Um but I want to see uh Brunson like he kind he came from the Mavericks with Luka Doncic. Um, you know, he was at first, second option. I think Luka was his first on that team, then Brunson was that second. Um But, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see, like, how they use Brunson um, because obviously they paid them the big bucks. um, Obviously, they wanted to get Donovan Mitchell on the team, but they laid the egg with that, and they got Brunson. Um, So that's number one, uh, the number one player I want to watch out for. Two, I have um, – it's kind of close. I do have Tatum on my list because, like, obviously I'm curious to see what the whole coaching situation and how you said – it's not really – because, you know, they have an internal coach that's cursing the team. Um, so I want to see how Tatum does. Um, I know he was kind of, like, hurt in the um, – I think he said he was hurt in, like, the playoffs last year. I think he had a wrist, wrist injury? Wrist yeah. injury. So I want to see, like, how um, he does um, with, you know, the returning players doing like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Number three, um, I have uh, Jimmy Butler because I know he's very uh, – from from the heat because I know he's I know he was kind of mad that you know he lost that series because that last second shot he missed. Um but obviously I kinda had I, I had faith in Eric Spolstra and that that team to um do good in the east um with him uh Lowry Bam out uh, Tyler Hero um and then Duncan Robinson um so number four I have, I do have Ben Simmons on my list because just to, curious to see, like, if he does, you know, get his mind right, um, the team has faith in him coming hit for him coming back. Um, I believe that, like, you know, when he gets, you know, more reps playing with the team, he can guard anybody on the court, you know, at a high level. Um, but obviously it's hard to say because we haven't seen him play in like, what, like what, almost like two, I mean, a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't really seen him play, but the healthy Ben Simmons, oh, a healthy Kyrie and a healthy KD, um, Ben Simmons can add value to that next team that they need. Um, so number five. Man. Um, number five, I, I do, I have uh, De- Desontae Murray. Because obviously he came from the Spurs, a different system. Now he's paired up with Trey, Trey Young. That's going to be an exciting backcourt to watch. Devon, uh, he, I, I think he's more, uh, uh, Murray's more skilled with the defensive side as a point guard. Uh, and um, I'm willing to see, like, with his athleticism um, on that side of the ball, like, how they can. They can stretch the floor out, uh, so I, I, I'm curious to see Atlanta this year with the new backcourt. Um, I, I could go Eastern Conference first. So, Cliff, if you have your if you have your players now, like. I got it. I got them all. All
1: right, um, I'll go with the Eastern Conference. Number one, uh, as Bulls fan, I want to see what Patrick Williams is doing. I uh, I like the draft pick when we got him. Huge X factor for our team defensively. He's an unbelievable player. I want to see if he really has that jump shot. Uh, I'm At least when I watch him, I see why we compare him to Kawhi Leonard. And I want to see more of that and see if he can develop that sort of, you know, uh, comparison. There we go. Uh, number two, I'm going with Tyrese Maxey. Uh, Kentucky alum, I think he's going to be a huge part of the 76ers this year. Uh, James Harden and Embiid are going to run that pick and roll. Once teams are going to guard that, who are they going to kick it out to? Tyrese Maxey. It's going to be a huge part of that offense. I'm very excited for him. He started off the preseason really nice. I want to see if he can continue to do that. Uh, number three is an interesting one. I'm going to go with Jonathan Isaac. I think he's a guy who we haven't seen play in a while. Uh, he's a great defensive player, at least in the bubble and before that. He's been a great defensive player, 6'8". I liked him coming out of the draft. I want to see what he can do with this team. I think they actually have a lot of nice pieces like Cole Anthony, uh, Paulo Baccaro, uh Markel. I actually do like Markel Fultz as well. I think he could be you know, one of those decent players. I think he was a great candidate for most improved before he got
0: hurt. Oh. I think I think we left Kaleo for. One second. Oh crap! Uh we we left Kaleo for a little bit. Um. <coughs> oh. 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 you guys hear me? Oh, uh, right. there we go. All all nice right. <laughs> Uh, well, we lost him again. Awesome. So, man, I guess we can go to the... Um, I mean,
2: I don't want I mean, get- to... He, he had an interesting list going. I will say that. Um, I was kind of surprised, you know, pulled the Markel Fultz out. Yeah. Because I, I feel bad for Markel Fultz only because... It's because where he was drafted, why he has so much attention on him. And I do think there is a really good basketball player in his body somewhere, just that you look at that draft, that was what the Tatum draft and who else was in that draft? I can't remember, but I know only because of where Tatum's gone with his career that we look at folks and we're like clearly that was a bad pick and he was really good coming out of Washington and he's kind of one of those guys like Ben Simmons where I think it's a confidence thing with him because it got to the point where he completely lost his shot it seemed like every week he was like fiddling with his shooting motion and now I think he's starting to get back there so I, I I appreciate that Pick for Markel Fultz. Talking about him real quick. Oh yeah, yeah
0: you're, Like, you're, like we are talking about your pick so far. on um, how good? Sorry, the, sorry about that, guys. About it,
1: <laughs> about um, third person or fourth person? I'm sorry. Was Bradley Beal? Did I get that. Okay. Off? Um, I think the Wizards are a really interesting. The team this year with Christoph Porzingis. I saw a little bit of them last year. They weren't that great. I want to see his leadership. What he's able to bring to this team and what he could really do, and the last one is I don't want to go with Ben Simmons, but I'm going to go with Dejounte Murray. I think he's a great player. I just personally I'm kind of a doubter on this team. I just don't think Trey Young and Dejounte are going to work. I think one of them is going to have to come off the bench for them to flourish. And oh
0: wow, yeah. So like you think they're going to? So well, I'm assuming they. I'm assuming they they brought them on for them to start together, but. Of course. I mean, yeah, that, that's their goal.
1: I just don't think it messed it well, doesn't really make sense. Project's two five. Got a home run. So, um, did you guys want me to go in my West?
0: Uh I'm mean, yeah, you can go West and or you can go first and then uh, I mean I guess I'll go second and then
1: Kyle go third for the West. All right, let's do it. Uh number one for the West, I got Darren Fox. Uh I think with Sabonis, I liked them in the pick and roll last year. They were working well. Um Really, was, I think Luke Walton is just a bad coach. I think that's just what it is. I think the team is great. I, they're not great. Let me not say that. They're a decent team. I think they could be a play-in team. Um, Malik Monk is unreal right now. He's unreal. I think he's a great player. And um, Yeah, I think I, I think that's, that's a good, solid team. Uh, number two uh but you guys can hear me right just make sure
0: uh Khalil, Khalil, i mean uh Kyle can't hear you for some reason um, one second.
1: there you hear me now
0: hello
2: hello yeah i can hear you jordan i yeah, he can hear me
0: but
2: yeah, that's I'll... Weird. I'll, uh... um
0: Yeah, so so, <laughs> so you have uh um, Darren Fox and you have, do you pick your
1: second player in that West yet? Uh, no, I'll do that now. Oh, Zion, okay, Williamson, okay. Oh, Z- Zion okay. Williamson. I think he he's Zion. going to be under the bright also, lights this got, year. He got, he
0: got, he got Darion Fox and he has uh Zion for number two
1: right now. So for the West. Okay. I think Zion's a huge player this year. Uh, great team around him. I like it last year. They were the eighth seed almost took down the suns. I think with Zion, they should take down the suns. Uh, Number three, John Wall. I think he's going to be the huge X factor in that Clipper team this year. Oh, well, okay. uh, um, Clippers, I think, could really be title contenders. I think they should be competing for the title. If they're not, I'm a little concerned. So I, John Wall is my third pick. Fourth, I'm going to go with Luka Doncic. I think Luka Doncic should be the MVP this year. Um, it's as simple as that. He's doing everything that Jokic does, except he does it better, and he's more flashy. That's why I have Dacic at four. And then number five, I'm going to end off with Michael Porter Jr. Um, Jamal Murray is <laughs> coming back. Nikola Jokic is going to have to pass to somebody other than Jamal Murray. I think Michael Porter ha- really does have potential to be a 30-point score in this league, but it's going to have to take time. So – um yeah, those are my picks.
0: Okay, uh oh, yes. I mean that's a good list. I mean for mine. Um so my, for number one, I got John Morant. I'm curious to see, you know, um that I think that Chris I think that Christmas game um they play, um Grizzlies and Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um very electric fine electric fine player. Uh number 2 let me add a clip. Uh, number two, so I had John Morant for number one. Uh number two, uh, I he had to put LeBron up there in the West. Um, cause you know, he's he possibly could potentially pass uh a cream Abdul jabbar this year if he averaged, I think, uh, like 20 points or 30 points per game this year. I think if he uh, he's almost there. Um uh for so number three I had I do have John Wall because I want to see. I mean, I, I have much love for John Wall enough he's been injury prone and you know. He's been through it, and I want to see him come back. I mean, it's hard to fit five players in the West, but so I got three John Wall, four. I do have Kawhi making my list because, like you know, he's hasn't really been. I mean, obviously he's been hurt. I haven't seen him since like he played in Toronto. Technically, if you, if he, I think he played a what a couple games on the Clippers, but then he got hurt, um, and they got Paul George um, with him. Um, so it's a matter about them, those the three players gelling together, uh, chemistry. But Kawhi, you know, still you know, a good defender. um, uh, Can guard anyone, and then five. Um, this is a big question mark. I, 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 bearing health, I have AD on my list because if AD is healthy, he's. Let's talk about prior to the injuries. AD is. You know, 100%, he's a top five center in this league. Oh, yeah, no, and question. No, like, no, no question about it. But this, just this better about him taking care of his body, um, I feel like, I mean, I was going to put a look at number five, but this AD, like, because, like, obviously Darwin Ham wants to center of the office around AD at the five. So I feel like if AD can flourish at the five and stay healthy and stay consistent, um he kind of put the pressure off LeBron, um, off the shoulders a little bit, helping him out, you know, with him grabbing boards. Um, we definitely, he definitely can, um, you know, have a good season this year. Um, so, yeah, that's my five. So I have, yeah, John Moran. I had, um, what had I had, number two? Ah, shit. Oh, no. Huh? <laughs>
1: John Wall, so I had,
0: John, I had John Morant. Oh, John Wall. LeBron. Wait, no, no, I had John Morant, LeBron. Um, yeah, I had John John Wall and then I had Kawhi, and then I had A D. Okay. All right, Fmo All right, uh Kyle, what's your uh, name?
2: I I had A D as well, and it makes sense that that Ham wants to run the offense through A D because I know LeBron gets a lot of the credit for the bubble championship. AD was the most important player for them because when they needed baskets late, AD was the guy that they went to on the block and he got them baskets. He's also the most reliable, you know, defender that they have. So if he can get through the season, he doesn't have to play all 82. He doesn't have to play 80 games. If they can get 65 games to 70 out of them, I think they'll count that as a win. So I got to go with AD. Um, With the West, you could almost go with like trios on certain teams, but I'll probably go Carl Anthony Towns, because I want to see what bringing Rudy Gobert there, what does that do for him? Because defensively, you know, uh Cat has his moments where he's, he's 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 decent defensively but then he still has these stretches where he gets lost. So with Gobert Very there lost. to help him out around the rim, that can unlock him a little bit more Then offensively. I'm assuming this is going to push Towns more towards the perimeter where he is one of the better perimeter players at the, as a big man. I do worry about him falling in love with the perimeter shot too much and taking Something away from his game. Um, Three, I would go. I mean, I almost want to just put the whole Phoenix Suns franchise on on three. More importantly, I guess Chris Paul, because each year we go into the season, everybody talks about is this the year Chris Paul can finally get a ring. I was one of those who said when they lost against Milwaukee, that this Phoenix Suns group was going to be one and done. A lot of people thought I was crazy but I really do believe that. I think that was their best chance and probably his best chance to get a ring. And I just don't think, I think their playoff inabilities is going to really seep into that team. And I think they're going to fail again this year. Uh, four. I, mean, I like what new Orleans is doing. So if you're going to pick new Orleans, I guess you'd have to go. Well, no, I'm not going to go Zion. Cause I feel like everybody's looking at Zion, but I want to see what the full year of CJ McCollum down there, what that looks like because they have like a good mix of young and old down there, young and veteran players down there. I like Brandon Ingram. Uh, I was, I mean, I'm not a Laker fan, but I feel like he got a raw deal in LA. They put a lot of blame on him. And then five, I've got, uh, where do I want to go with five? Jamal Murray. Uh, Okay. Jamal Murray's coming back from injury. I think he's the guy that Jokic has missed the most uh, the past couple of years. For sure. And for sure. I think if he and Porter Jr. stay healthy, Denver is a top three team in the West.
0: Totally agree. I totally, totally agree. agree.
2: Totally agree. Oh, uh, so I guess that
0: leads on to our last and final segment for tonight. Um, so like with um, talking about the Lakers, like so um. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a good segment to talk about. So like so mm-hmm. the, the Lakers are I think tonight in their preseason in their in their, in their last preseason game on um, tonight, they're gonna try out Russell Westbrook come off the bench. Um
2: should have been the plan from day one. But right. Like so
0: I guess the question is, I mean, I guess the question for y'all is I mean, is that the right move? I mean, obviously, you know, him working with that second unit with uh, Lonnie Walker and uh Trent uh Trent, uh, Trent, Trent, Trent Jones. And, um, you know, none. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that. I feel like LeBron and and Russell don't really play well together. Um, or either or not the big three together combined. So um, if Russell – I feel like in order for Russell to, you know, get a ring, I think his only chance is to, to come off the bench, play with that second team. Um, because he can he, – I mean, he can play, he, he can play the one. For for that for for the second team for sure, um, I mean they have you know the I mean like they have Lonnie Walker they have Nun they have Austin Reeves, um, they have um, uh, Damian Jones, uh, Juan of Anderson, but and I feel like this is their best this is his best bet if he wants to contribute to the team to come off the bench and and they, everyone everyone that I talked to agrees that you know. He should be off the bench um start of the season. So as long as he can accept, accept that role, um and you know be a team player and you know play that bench role, like the FX man or that role, I feel like he they can do great things. Um Kyle or Clay, you wanna you know piggyback off of that or yeah?
1: Um <laughs> Russell I'll I'll do you one better. I don't think Russell Westbrook should be on your team. Uh, I think he should have been traded. It uh, should have been gone. Uh, wasn't going to work when it got, when the deal got done, wasn't going to happen. That's the way I feel about the John T. Murray thing as well. Uh, look, you could call me whatever you want. If you want to call me a Russell Westbrook hater, that is fine. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, he is an inconsistent shooter. Uh, he, all he really does is have to attack the rim and kick out. That's all he could really do um he's an app he is average defender you know he, he is an average defender at best um look i hate to, i hate to like kill your dreams here uh should not be a starter uh on mm-hmm. the Lakers specifically him and leBron will never mesh will never work if you need a third or fourth quarter and you want him to come in with braun don't ever do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them on the same court. I don't even want to see them eating lunch together, honestly. Um, I really don't want to see him at all. Um, it needs to happen. Kendrick Nunn needs to start. I think Russell Westbrook should have been traded, and I think instead of getting Russell Westbrook, he should have got more shooters. I'll make, I'll make this guarantee right here. If Russell Westbrook does not accept the role, Buddy Hield will be on the team before the season starts. Oh, and that's what I'll say about that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I would love Buddy Hield on our team, man. But, but Kyle, can you, can you hear or not? Can
2: you, no, I I still can't.
0: Oh, uh, he, he was he was saying he, he was saying how um you know if Russell doesn't accept that role as a bench player, like he expects um before the season starts to have Buddy Hield on the team before. To Russell to see him. <laughs> I mean, I love Buddy Hill because he's a better shooter than Russell Westbrook. So. That's
2: a well, major boost. Well, I mean, wasn't the rumor that they were looking at Buddy Hill but LeBron wanted Westbrook and that's why they got him?
1: Yes, but I think LeBron as of late, you know, he's getting an old age. Maybe his brain is not there. Um, making me a little nervous, but uh, yeah, they should get Buddy Heal. That's the best fit for the Lakers. He can't hear me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, so he said that, yeah, if um, if Russell Westbrook doesn't really like you know work, then yeah, Buddy Hill to be on the team, which um, I don't have a problem with that. Um, um, I mean, I thought it was gonna be Kyrie um before the start of the season, but Kyrie staying with Brooklyn for another year, maybe till the trade deadline. Possibly. or uh, but Kyle you have any takes about or thoughts about the whole um Russ coming off the bench for Lakers and
2: Yeah. Um so I, like I said, that should have been the plan from day one. When mm-hmm. when they made the announcement that they were taking Westbrook on, I the first thing I said was if you're gonna put him and LeBron on the floor together, it's never gonna work. They forced it last year for whatever reason. I don't know if they didn't want to approach Westbrook about it or whatever, but literally everything Westbrook does, LeBron does the same stuff for LeBron has a better jump shot. They both need space to operate because they need lanes to the rim. If you're going to put them both out there, they're just going to get in each other's way. And I also never bought into this, you know, notion that ham wanted, westbrook to be like a corner three specialist that's not his game and if they tried that plan la fans would have booed him from night one so you put him on the second unit he can run the fast break with them uh you give him a couple of guys who are perimeter players that don't clog the lane for him and then at least that way you get somewhat of the triple double westbrook uh, you know, in little spurts with the bench unit. So it's something they should do, something they need to do, and something they have to do to salvage, you know, Westbrook's time in L.A. and make it at least the best it can be. So I think it's the right plan.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. Um, well, Darwin Hamm, I feel like he's a definitely a better upgrade than um, Vogel when it comes to, like, 'Cause I know like the way he worked in the, uh with, with Milwaukee, um, you know, as an assistant coach. Um, I mean, I guess like when he's talking about the Lakers, it, the team like he wants um obviously like uh floor spacing. Mm-hmm. Um he he's, he clearly stated that, you know, eight he wants the office run on of A D, uh with LeBron, you know, by his side. Um and I mean he said he has faith in and Russell, like he, I mean, when he talks talk about Russell, like he, I mean, he's not wrong. Like when he's an OKC, you know, he's probably, he's probably, more, probably one of the best point guards in that era That triple double, you know, OKC, West, Westbrook era. So people kind of tend to shy away from that, like from that part of his, you know, playing that, that time. So, well,
2: that's when uh, he was ball dominant though. The, yeah. He's, that's what I'm he's not gonna have that with LeBron on the court. That's it, what I am saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, Darwin Ham said he wants he sees Russell as like a, you know corner, a corner specialist, you know, sick corner, but I don't know how that, that's not how that, that's gonna oh, work.
1: No. no. <laughs> oh, no, but, no. But, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> no, that's- no. That's- oh, no. Man. <laughs> No, no, dude. Oh man. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Now hearing that I'm concerned for the Lakers. I am very concerned. Yeah, no, no. If you want a quarter specialist, go get Buddy Healed. <laughs> go get somebody.
0: <laughs> My gosh. Oh man. But um yeah, I mean, I guess that does it for tonight's show um thanks for tuning in y'all um like i'm i'm your host during all the week got my boy Khalil uh got my boy uh down at the bottom of my screen uh, um my uh my boy Kyle to my right um before we sign off for tonight i do have some news i mean um i told told the homies on before the show that i started uh, my podcast shirt um we go my Yes, sir. Give on the So, yeah, I mean, you can find, if you go on my Instagram, jjl underscore XO, and go to my link in my bio, uh, it's my link tree. You can have my online store there. Um, I, know, I know I'm getting a sample shirt in, like, next week, so I can, like, wear it around. And then I know I'm getting my shirts made um, in a couple of days. So I have those out for, like, I guess, my fall collection. So... Obviously y- y'all gonna be getting your shirts. Um, you know, you're part of the team, of course. But uh yeah, man, it's something new. Um, I got some business cards I'm gonna pass out right, next week, you know, to um to help the show get to get more viewers. Um and like you said, and, and like we said before, um, you know, if you're if you're tuning into the show, please don't hesitate to the, tell leave a comment. Um be active in the chat. I know people were you know, on YouTube and Facebook and stuff. Um, you know. And if you want to be like be a guest on the show, feel free, just hit me up. Hit me, Cloud, or, or Khalil if you want to be a guest. But yes, the shirts are coming. Um, I think I got some hoodies, some long sleeve shirts, and some short sleeve shirts coming in coming to y'all. So this is coming our way, man. Bit is coming, so
2: yeah, for sure.
0: Um cool. It's, it's, it was a good show fellas and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna sign out so um uh, oh so uh like final thoughts b- before we um uh, go our separate way for the night any final thoughts?
1: Kenneth Walker RB1 this week.
0: <laughs> Kyle, you have any final thoughts?
2: Yeah um I mean besides the you know audio issue but you know yeah. Khalil I gotta say. I appreciate what you you know brought to the table tonight. I love that you, you know talked about Aaron Rodgers' ego. I'm one of those who talks about that as well. And you know, I feel like you'd be a great addition. So yeah, I man. look forward to you know next week with you guys. Yeah, fair. I, yes, I appreciate
1: sir. that. My my lighting's gonna be a little better next week. I know oh, you yeah. can't hear me, but my, my audio will be better next week too.
2: So.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he thinks audio is um like, 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 you know, you, you can't. I feel like I'm, like, doing, like, AFL, like, sign language. Issue. But, like, um, <laughs> he said that um, I know you, you couldn't hear him have the show, but um, his lighting going to be a lot better for lighting for ne- next week. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically it. All right, y'all. But um, thanks for tuning in. And we'll, we'll be back next week with a new, fresh episode with new stories to talk about. So tune in. All right. Yeah. yeah.